0: We are so excited to welcome Nico, the co-founder of the Fuego app. Last year, Nico dropped out of his bioengineering degree at Imperial to build this app.
1: It's quite interesting because in our generation, Gen Z, we travel very compulsively. Yeah. Like, I went to Spain last week, booked the flight the day before and then <laughs> left the next day. Yeah. At the same time, we want really good value for money. So it's like a sort of contradiction between the two things. Mm-hmm.
0: Fuego uses artificial intelligence to give users personalized on-demand itineraries while traveling. Last year, Nico joined a Google BGM hackathon where he demonstrated the first version of the Fuego app. He met an investor who said the app was a great idea, but he would only invest if Nico and his co-founder left their studies to work full-time on Fuego.
1: One thing about me is I'm an all-or-nothing kind of guy. Like, so I said I want to do secret service. Mm. I went to military school in France. Oh my gosh! I, was, I think it's always this thing of, you know, I always go 100% in everything I do.
0: Now at 21, Nico and his co-founder are heading up their 15-person team in Soho as they work together to revolutionise the travel industry. We are so excited to hear Nico's phenomenal journey. Nico, welcome to the Nova and Boba
1: podcast. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. So what are you drinking today?
1: Um, so is this the coffee, coffee, vanilla, coffee, vanilla, Boba. This is my first time having bubble tea actually. Mm -hmm. So
0: despite living in Japan, despite living
1: in Japan, (laughs) but this is amazing. I'm going to have some more Boba definitely (laughs) in the future. Yeah. Very good.
0: This is how we, we like to start the podcast. We do a little icebreaker. Okay. And by your bubble tea order, I like to analyze the type of person I think you are. Okay. So actually Nico said I could make his order. Yep. <laughs> so I ordered a vanilla.
1: Yep, it's a good choice. Yeah, just to
0: because if it's your first time having bubble tea, I didn't want anything <laughs> too adventurous. Yeah. So I thought vanilla was a good shout. And what I think people who like vanilla, are they're calm, they're relaxed.
1: I think, I think that's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> that's calm that's true. I think that's kind of true. Yeah. yeah. You take yeah, things at an easy pace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think so. <laughs> so
0: would you say this analysis is fine?
1: Yeah. This is, this is amazing. It's amazing. What are you having?
0: I'm having matcha.
1: Matcha. Okay. Yeah. So
0: that's, that's actually from Japan. So bubble tea is from Taiwan. Yeah. Matcha is from Japan. Just help me feel calm and focused. And it doesn't give you that jittery feeling yeah. <laughs> like as much as coffee. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, it's like for like sure. A for sure. Slow release. For energy. sure.
1: What does matcha tell me about you? Then? <laughs> <laughs> Good
0: question. Hmm. That you know, I'm quite cultured because I, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough, but like fair yeah, because I like the the like the um Japanese influence and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. So yeah, I think that's that's what it tells you. So the first section of the podcast is called zero to six months. So okay. we want to know everything you did from zero to six months to get your idea off go off the ground. This is to give listeners of the podcast really actionable insights okay. that after they finish watching the podcast. They're like, I can do this, this, and this to sort of begin my yeah. own journey. So, in your own words, what is the Fuego app and what problem does it solve?
1: Okay, sure. So, um, the Fuego app. So it's, it's quite interesting because in our generation, Gen Z, we travel very compulsively. Yeah. Like, I went to Spain last week, booked the flight the day before, and then <laughs> left the next day. Yeah. So we travel really compulsively because it's so s- cheap as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But at the same time, we want really good value for money. So. I went to Barcelona. I wanted to do as many things as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is like, it's like a sort of contradiction between the two things, mm-hmm. right? Because you book so compulsively, you don't have time to plan. Yeah. yeah. So um, the idea is that Fuego is the kind of app that you'd be able to use to plan your trip, during your trip, if <laughs> that makes wow, sense, or yeah. the day before, right? So the way it works is, um You can scroll through activities to do in your in your trip um in video form, as you would on TikTok. Like mm-hmm. our generation, yeah. a lot of people use TikTok. Yeah, eighty-two you know, percent of people use social media to and plan they, their trip.
0: They um search through social media, apparently more h- over half of Gen Z now, rather yes, than Google. Yes,
1: so you can browse through activities in mm-hmm. video form. You save them into collections, like you would on TikTok, mm-hmm. and then we can take that collection and say, "Okay, we'll plan your entire trip. We'll do you do this at eight a.m., yeah. this at ten a.m." Who totally
0: do agree with the compulsive travel because? Yeah. Everything, like normally you have to book things you want to do on holiday, day, like weeks in advance to get yeah. spots, especially in London. Like my friend actually came to visit from Nottingham yeah. to London and everything was like kind of booked. So if we had an app that showed you things we could actually do yeah. in real time, that would have exactly. been really helpful.
1: Exactly. I mean, the idea is you can use Fuego not only when you're traveling, but also as a local. Because yeah. what tends to happen is I always go to the same places and I never yeah. go to new places, right? So the idea is you can also use it as a local, should you wish to do that. Um, it's quite interesting. We have this feature. Mm-hmm. It's like a chatbot and you can say, oh, I'm planning a date for tonight. Mm-hmm. I want it to be in this area. Like, what should I do? Mm-hmm. This and is my just... budget. And then... This you is the budget. With... Even the <laughs> budget is in the <laughs> app. That would yeah. be helpful. So yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure.
0: So, um, yeah, what is your role within this company?
1: So, I'm the I'm the CEO and, and founder. Mm-hmm. And then um, I founded a company with my co-founder, Matt, which mm-hmm. we, we you spoke about briefly. Um, Matt and I have known each other for like, Three, three years, mm-hmm. we did Imperial together, and we both dropped out <laughs> yeah. to work on this whole time, um, which has been, it's been good fun, and we live together now. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, I want to know like, so the first time you had the idea of Fuego, yeah. when was that? I know we touched on it briefly, but then kind of think about the thought process of like dropping out your degree, like did you chat to anyone about it? Did you just <laughs> no. go, you know?
1: Um, yeah, so, so Fuego started during the hackathon actually. Mm-hmm. So we did the Google BG, BGN hackathon, That was based on an idea which is now part of Fuego, but it's not something I've mentioned so far, but just because it's not really solving a problem, right? Mm So the idea was that people could share, like, voice notes at specific locations, Mm. and then it was called In Your Footsteps because the only way for someone to, like, listen to the voice notes that you've left and, like, hear your story is to go there and walk in your footsteps, right? So we still use that. Uh, In fact, we're going to be in Paris for the Olympics. Oh, nice. Did you get tickets? Uh, we didn't get tickets. No, we're, we're, or we, we will get tickets through our sponsorships Oh night. Nice. Oh, amazing. Um, for some of the matches. Mm. But, um, so the idea is that people will use uh, for, like, Athletes will record things about, like, training and stuff in different areas of Paris. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the only way for people to connect with those athletes is to go to the place where they left that wow. voice note. Wow. So it generates, like, a little walk and then, like, you're, like, in the person's foot. Like an immersive audiobook, if you will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you've got athletes doing this?
1: Yeah. We have athletes Whoa. doing this. Yeah. Um, we're very lucky because the co-founder of MAP mm-hmm. um, is actually in the French national fencing team. So whoa! Uh, <laughs> so he's yeah, he's a really good at multitasking. He's in the French national fence team. He's been in it since he was sixteen. Wow! And so um, yeah, he's got a lot of contacts in, uh, in the th- in Olympics. <laughs> so we're able to do this quite quite easily. Yeah. So you, thankfully,
0: you did this hackathon. What happened after the hackathon? How did you meet that investor? Tell yeah. us a bit more. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, so during the hackathon, the the jury was like executives from Google, mm-hmm. and they told us, you know, this is. A really good idea. We'd, we'd really like to put you in front of investors, like make a pitch deck, etc. Really? I had no idea what a pitch deck was at the time. So
0: these people told you to do it.
1: Yes, they um. did. They did. At the time, I was so excited, you know. Um, but I think, yeah, what I did from there is we actually spent a year doing more brainstorming because what I realized is if you, we try to do a pitch deck, and I realized this in your footsteps idea is not solving a real problem, mm. and if you're not solving a problem, there's not a lot of money to be made. And it's not really a startup. So. Um, the direction they put us in was think about a way to like replace TripAdvisor, like think about the problems TripAdvisor like has. Mm -hmm. And so what we did is we went, we'd go to like Heathrow Airport, we'd speak to tourists. You went all the (laughs) way to Heathrow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We actually spent a year, almost a year brainstorming, at least six months Mm -hmm. um, brainstorming because I think the really important thing is to have more than one like unique selling point, like more than one unique value proposition um especially in the travel industry where Mm -hmm. there is so much money it represents so much of the economy chances are if you have an idea someone else has already had it and one of the big companies yeah yeah, you need to have a really really good reason especially for investors why nobody's done it (laughs) so we just wanted to have several ideas several things to put together um, that really created a unique value proposition to do that we wanted to speak to torres as much as possible so we went to Heathrow, spoke to people did surveys interviews um, and came to this conclusion that you know I think the problem is in Gen Z mm-hmm. is that the way we travel's changed, especially yeah. since COVID. We're yeah. much more compulsive. We spend so much money, <laughs> and all these travel platforms are not based on. They're not catered to Gen Z because they comp- used to. Yeah. Yeah, they used to not represent a lot of money, yeah. right? So because there's no reason for them to.
0: A lot of people really plan holidays. You know, a lot of the older generation they really plan to take time, but that's just yeah. not it anymore. People exactly.
1: don't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People don't. At least our generation yeah. don't. Some people still make word documents. Right? Yeah, day yeah. one. Day two. Um, but yeah, no, people don't and even if they do plan, they don't necessarily stick to the plan. Mm. So incorporating this idea was uh, at the core of goes essentially. Yeah.
0: And that, that's really interesting because a lot of founders I've spoken to, it feels that I thought people would just build apps straight away, but what mm. it seems like people really delve into the problem, they yeah. talk to their users. Imagine, for did you say a whole year you were doing Yeah,
1: that? a whole year, a whole year. Yeah. But I think um, something which I had written down was that um, it's, I think it's important, not necessarily to build the app, but Matt is really really good at UI UX design Mm -hmm. so if we have an idea he'll be able to make like a UI mock-up of it really quickly and it kind of you can put it in front of a a person and you know you can even pretend it's a real working app.
0: What's UI for people who may not know?
1: It's a user interface so it's everything you can see on the app. so you can like design the app without actually making it, mm-hmm.
0: and that's a lot yeah. quicker and cheaper.
1: It's a lot quicker, yeah. You can if you if you get good at it, and I would recommend picking up a course on UI UX design. Just you know, getting the basics, even if it doesn't look great, mm-hmm. um, you can that way if you have an idea. It's a lot more valuable for you to actually put it into into like a user interface and make mm-hmm. it look like like yeah, make help your team envision what you're seeing essentially what you're. What you're thinking, you know. Yeah. Um, so, he's really good at that. Mm-hmm. So, every time we'd have an idea, we'd be able to test it, actually make it, draw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps a lot. So, I wouldn't make the app right away. I would definitely make the user interface, mm-hmm. see what it looks like, show it to people, see what See they how
0: think. they engage with it. Exactly. Yeah. Before yeah. you build it, because they might not even like it. Exactly, before yeah. you
1: build it, because things are going to change really quickly, unless you're a really quick programmer. <laughs> yeah. Which is... um, yeah, which is quite difficult. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, user mm.
0: interface. So you went to Heathrow. Yeah. (laughs) So I just kind of really want to dig in what happened at that hackathon. So, like, how did you meet the investor? Like, when did you figure out you're dropping out? When did you travel to Heathrow? Like, what? Yeah. Okay.
1: So the timeline is um, Mm. the the hackathon happened in November, uh, 2022, and then from then on we tried to make a pitch deck. Realized okay, there's a lot more to be solved. Travel (laughs) industry is actually very competitive. Um, like just understanding the landscape through doing the pitch there, just mm-hmm. cause you have all these slides you have to mm-hmm. like, um, go through. So we said, okay, we need to do like real user research, understand what is the problem. Um, so in, during that time from January to April, yeah. like we went through several different UI mockups, several different ideas The I changed so much. I look at the old UI <laughs> and now like, and well, I just like, yeah. wow, <laughs> like, things have changed a lot. Mm. Um, so yeah, we went through all these different ideas. And then, um, so I was actually doing a placement year, my, my co-founder was iImperial, okay. I was doing a placement year at IBM, Nice. and I was doing all these job applications, um, and actually, re- so I started the placement year and received an offer for Bain, Bain & Company yeah. at the same time. Whoa. <laughs> so I was, so then, um, but then at the same time I also met this investor, we met him completely randomly, mm-hmm. uh, my, co- my co-founder already knew him a little bit through mm-hmm. like French networks. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was selling his, fl- well, he was renting out his flat, the one that we'd now set up uh, yeah. an office in. Um, and he said, well, it's it's way out of your budget. I, mean, I don't know why we visited it, to be honest. Oh, we just, you mean
0: that your co-founder visited the French, Yeah, we the visited
1: the flat knowing that it was completely out of yeah. our budget. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, we told him, Oh, we have this startup and then he pitched it very briefly mm. um, he said he was really interested so we met with him several several times and eventually he said well I, I need you both full-time and Whoa. then I believe <laughs> and then I believe in the project I invest mm. um, so and it ended up leaving IBM which in any case I think this was a much more interesting yeah, project yeah. and even throughout the year you know we were still doing Imperial uh, the year before and uh, I, I just realized I was spending so much more time on the Frego on Fuego app, on yeah. app than, uh, than I was spending on Imperial. Mm. So yeah, the timeline is that we, so Imperial finished my third year in July. Then did the placement. Yeah, then started the placement in July. Mm. And then um, in early September-ish, mm. we meet the investor and then halfway through September I left IBM to work on this full time. So
0: <laughs> how did the conversation go? So he was like, you need to leave. Were you like, okay. I'm
1: gone. Yeah, I mean I mean it was an exciting opportunity, right? Yeah. I mean, what's going through your mind is uh, you know, if somebody some some like after a year of work, somebody's believing in your project. Mm. Um so it's just it's just really exciting. Mm. Um so you know, I think we were both really convinced about and like really passionate about the project. So we thought it there's nothing better than being able to live from it for at least a year and like see and how see it goes. What happens. So I deferred the grad offer as well and then um yeah now i'm <laughs> working on it full time yeah
0: and i really like the fact that you went to the the viewing yeah even though you knew it was out of your budget it's like putting yourself in these situations yeah. that you don't really think you're quite qualified for but then absolutely hey.
1: <laughs> absolutely i mean it just yeah it just randomly came out of the blue to mm. be honest for this first angel investor and um what's interesting about him is mm. he's also like he he's been very involved in the in the space um, and he's also doing a PhD in AI, although he's Whoa. like 56, Good for him. <laughs> um, but he's, yeah, he's doing a PhD in AI, which helps us also for our, the AI side of our app. So for us, it was a win-win scenario. Mm. I think if you have an angel investor who's also involved in a project, yeah. it's amazing, right? But sometimes you don't have the luxury to really? choose. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: call it smart money because some investors just give their money and some give their insights. So it's great that you, yes. you've got yeah. both, isn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are some personal questions just to get to know you a little better. Yeah, sure. So what is your favorite app and why?
1: My favorite app? Um, Can I have a think? Yeah, 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 have a think. Take your time. My favorite app, what do I use the most? Yeah. Apart from social media.
0: (laughs) Could be your favorite, maybe.
1: Um, No, I I try Mm -hmm. to to stop using social media too much. Um, Yeah,
0: there's a love-hate relationship with it. Yeah, yeah. Mostly hate, actually. It's like, you, you want to get off, but <laughs> yeah. Mm.
1: These days, this is going to sound very um, very geeky, but mm. these days I play a lot of chess. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But I'm bad, I'm bad, yeah. I'm very bad. But um, I don't know, I, I recently paid for a chess premium. <laughs> no way. So I've been doing all these courses on it, uh, just because I, I feel like it's a good like way good to pass time. Yeah. I find it really interesting, and I keep watching videos of people playing, and I'm like, wow, yeah. I wish I was that good. Good, yeah. Um, so I think I'd say chess. The chess app. <laughs> the Brilliant. chess app, yeah. Brilliant.
0: And... You told me, I think, that you wanted to be Elon Musk. (laughs) I thought I'd bring it up. So I was going to say, like, why does he inspire you?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's just his story, right? Mm. I mean, like, started from a really young age, immediately was able to build products that people actually wanted. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, yeah, it's this like, bias for action that he has. He just, just... I want to do something i'm going to do it and then do it fast mm-hmm. and i think that's like one of the top qualities of like good founders, founders yeah. is founders that yeah just think about something and then build the smallest possible thing that like yeah i think it's 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 one of the things that i think we did wrong right mm-hmm. um is that we we did spend a lot of time brainstorming but also you want to be releasing things and building yeah. things like as soon as possible even if it looks bad Nobody releas- remembers the release no of like remembers. Yeah, 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 Nobody remembers, yeah, we just talking about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, to you, I think as a founder, it feels like it's so impactful, it's such a milestone. But it's not, to be honest, it's not. And that's what investors will say as well, I realise this. They'll say, like, you'll tell them I've released the product and then they'll say, okay, what's yeah. the user retention, what's the, how many yeah. users do you have? What's that's the, what matters mm-hmm. more than actually releasing the product. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's still your favourite entrepreneur?
1: Um, I think I think he's a c- controversial controversial Contra- figure now, yeah, yeah. but I think I I respect the the, the his like path to mm. like you know success, um, but also you know Sam Altman.
0: Sam Altman, yeah, great. That we're coming on to that, yeah, later, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think if you reach this point in leadership where you leave the company and all your employees want to leave because exactly. you then is you're a good leader. Huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't know exactly what happened the specifics, but I think that's also. Something which maybe and a quality that Sam has that perhaps Elon Musk wouldn't. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's true. Mm. Yeah, so. Yes, maybe Sam Upman as well these days. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's funny, a bit random, but I saw Elon Musk on the Lex Friedman podcast, I think. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and mm. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen and it, I've seen he's it. he's just like whistling in the beginning, like, <laughs> like he's just- he's a, he's a character. <laughs> he's yeah, such you know, a character and he like such a character. He didn't stop like, and then he's yeah. like, oh, you gotta keep on going. And he's still like- But I used to away. tell my
1: friends that I wanted to be Elon Musk and they used to yeah. make fun of me, but I think it just shows that I've always had this entrepreneurship yeah. You know, mindset. I've tried to find found startups every year. Yeah. <laughs> I always have an idea, but I think I wouldn't really be thinking about the problem I'm solving so, yeah.
0: so you've just always <laughs> yeah. had it in you so is there mm. anything from your early life that points to you wanting to be an entrepreneur knew you were going to be an entrepreneur
1: mm. Um no I think Mm, I think my interests changed throughout life. At mm. some point, I wanted to be in the secret service. I was really yeah. into it. I and had I, a phase of that. It was really, yeah, 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 <laughs> everybody yeah. had a phase. I think, I, um, I think it started when I started reading *Cherub*. You know yeah. <laughs> the, the books. <laughs> what's, what's *Cherub*? Um, it's a it's a series of books about a teenage teenage secret service agent. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know, and then um, but but I think. Um, one thing about me is I'm always very, all or, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. Like, so I said I want to do secret service. Mm. I went to military school in France. Oh my gosh! Was, like, <laughs> when go, you said all or nothing. Yeah, all or nothing. So I always, so yeah, I was really, really into it. Um, and then I was really into Japan. <laughs> so you <laughs> so went, so to Japan. I went to Japan? went to Japan. Got the scholarship, went to Japan, um, mm. then left to go to Imperial. Um, so yeah, I think it's always this thing of, you know, I always go 100% in everything mm. that I do. And I think that's also yeah, a good quality of an entrepreneur. Um so yeah, I, I'm not too sure when this entrepreneurship thing started. Probably my first year at Imperial. I think I think um in the UK there's this culture of like still like there's a good culture around entrepreneurship. Yeah, now there's there's, a, lot of su- one. there's a good support system and there's people like yourself mm. and there's a good community, mm-hmm. which means that I think it's you're more prone to you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> and mm.
0: how did you learn to code?
1: Oh, yeah, so um <laughs> I mean, this goes back to when I wanted to be a, uh, an entrepreneur okay. <laughs> in, my, in my first year of uni. Mm. Um, don't know. I wanted to build this app, like this uh, productivity app. Mm. There was nothing special about it. It was called Hustle. Nice. Um, and I essentially wanted it to be like a timer. Like, I don't know if you use the Forest app. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like Forest, but you essentially have a pet that you take care of, like a oh, Tamagotchi. Oh, like that. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, want
0: Tamagotchi <laughs> to come back. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like a Tamagotchi, but for productivity. So we started building that and I just really wanted to yeah, learn how to do that so mm-hmm. I started to learn how to code from there. And then um, to, at that point I was using a platform called JetBrains mm-hmm. Academy. Not sure if they're still three, free, at the time mm-hmm. they were free, um, but you should check it out. It's, yeah. it's a project based learning platform which is really interesting. They'll give you like lectures on things mm-hmm. and then they'll give you a project. To apply those things, and yeah. slowly you're building the building blocks to a bigger project. project essentially. And yeah. at, at the end of a the course, then you will have a full project that you've like built, built. yourself. It's very satisfying. Um, so I was using JetBrains Academy. Then in uni, did a bit of coding as well, um, a little bit of coding, and then I did a software like a couple of software engineering mm-hmm. internships, which definitely you know helped. Um, but I do think coding is that one thing you can pick up. at any any point it's so many resources online Mm -hmm. um i think it's 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 easy to well easy no it takes time but Mm -hmm. like it's a satisfying thing to pick up just because every time you pick up something new you're able to build something new yeah so it's just yeah it doesn't feel like hassle hassle yeah yeah
0: because i assume since you are a technical guy building a technical app i thought you would have been had started as a child So it's actually really comforting to know that you Just started no, in New- yeah
1: I used to get frustrated about that. I mean, mm. I used to see all these guys that, like in hackathons, I used to do a lot of hackathons. And I used to see people who say to me, like, oh, I've been coding since I was 12. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'll never get yeah. as good as these guys. But I think it matters. You can mm. still build very great things and learn very late. I mean, I learned when I was like, I mean, I started, I wrote my first line of code when I was like 18, 19. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm now 21, so <laughs> not too so long ago, still, still building a startup. T- yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're passionate, I think you just spend like your know, your free time on it, and it's fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what features do you have on your app, and how have you kind of coded them?
1: Okay, so so I mentioned uh, there's like a TikTok feed. TikTok, yeah. Um, there's like a TikTok feed. There's this um, AI optimization of your trip, like from a from a from a list of activities you're interested in like optimizing like your travel site you do this a nine it's a ten yeah. this a twelve um there's this and then there's the chatbot yeah. and then there's this uh in your footsteps idea which i mentioned i mean there's a lot of features it's oh. a very big app um <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean this is why we have a team of 15 right yeah <laughs> uh, did you hire all of them sorry
0: did you hire all of them yeah i mean what? um
1: everybody's working on um on passion yeah, <laughs> uh, <Really? laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean i think <clears throat> I had a I had a note about that. I think I think it's probably we'll talk about it later. Mm. But I think that's the the challenge yeah. is keeping everybody passionate. Yeah, I think everybody was very related to the problem, which I think is an advantage that we had. It's a problem everyone's faced mm-hmm. finding things to do. Like travel, yeah, yeah, on planning your trips very much of a hassle. Um, but yeah, like being an early stage startup, everybody's just working on like passion for the project and in, in their free time on a part time basis. So it's they're not hired in a sense that they're not employees. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all co founders in a sense, even though they came at a later stage. Yeah.
0: And how did you inspire people to come on your journey?
1: Um, to come onto my team, right. So I think yeah, I started with my co founder. I think um, yeah, so I, after that, so I did a hackathon on my own, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then immediately after, because I knew this guy was <laughs> insane, mm-hmm. I mean, he founded his first starter when he was like 16.
0: Really? He's, yeah,
1: he's really like, he's hungry for, <laughs> he's hungry for like, <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's equally as passionate, equally as crazy. So mm-hmm. immediately brought him on.
0: How did you find him?
1: Um, he, he does, he does my course. He we're good friends. Course. Cool. We actually did a lot of projects together, yeah. um, throughout uni, because yeah, we were in the same groups mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so I knew he was you know crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then from that from there, I think um, it's about dreaming big. Yeah. like I think people are naturally inspired by people who dream big True. and then say, like, I'm like convinced this is the next big thing, and I actually am. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and it this helps investors, but it also helps like your team, right? Mm-hmm. They see that you're so engaged and working so hard on it that they, feel immediately engaged as well but something that i will say i think that's important is to create routine mm-hmm. i think routine is the your motivation when like all else fails wow right so yeah like we meet the team in person every week on tuesdays and if we didn't have that i think what we saw in the early stages of the startup is like people gradually lose a bit of motivation yes, yeah that's it happens notice. naturally yeah yeah and you want everybody to share something that they mm-hmm. have done even if they did something small they, that gives them ownership over the task that they did mm-hmm. and then they feel proud of what they've done. And mm. um, and what you want to be able to deliver is something that's visible very yeah. quick. Like when people see a new UI, like we've done the new user interface, it looks really nice, mm-hmm. take a look at this, immediately the whole team is really motivated. And another thing I'll say is um, what motivates the team a lot mm-hmm. is um, competitions wow not not winning them but going together because oh um, going you go together yes like the london team so we have a team in london and paris the london oh. team we go to all co- yeah that's a, a team of 15 half of them in paris half of them in london mm-hmm. i forgot to mention that the reason for that is i had a long time like i had a long friend of like eight plus years mm-hmm. um who's our cto It's called luke um and yeah so i called on to him as well after mm-hmm. so I called matt then called luke and Luke goes to a school in France, mm-hmm. a uni in France, where they only do computer science.
0: Whoa!
1: <laughs> only computer science. It's like this really, really niche school uh, for people who are, like are really passionate programmers. Yeah. So he had friends then that also were very good at what they do. So he got his friends to join as developers. So he he took in the rest of the Dev team, and then I found the London the London team. Yeah. Um, so that's how we got to get such a big team, essentially. But well, yeah, half in London, half in Paris. And the London team, every time we go to a competition, we'll go together because mm-hmm. there's something satisfying about it. It almost feels like you're you're going to war with them. Yeah. You know, you like walk into this room full of investors, like okay, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. And I think I think um investors really like it, mm-hmm. like seeing this huge team.
0: They're like, you brought yeah. all these people here. You must <laughs> be doing something.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 really satisfying. And then when you're I don't know, you're pitching, mm-hmm. I look at them I'm like, yeah, this is this is why I'm here. <laughs> like yeah. um, so it also gives you confidence, right? Yeah. Um you're you a team and we're able to like compliment each other mm-hmm. on like, like our CFO can compliment on the financials a bit more than I can. Um and then when the CTO comes mm-hmm. to London then we're like, we're able to complement each other really well. <laughs>
0: so all these insights you've shared, like, how did you learn it? Because you've never built a team before. You've never led a team. Like, how did you just yeah. figure out the routines you needed to do, bringing together people together? Like
1: In the military school, uh, they have these quotes that you have to, like, memorise and yeah. things. And there was this quote, um, I'm trying to translate from the French, but it was like, uh, if you want to be a leader... In order to walk, in order for them to walk, you have to run. In you know, order for them, like you always have to do more. Like it's about leading oh, by okay. example.
0: You can say it in French if you want, if, if it's helpful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, si tu yeah.
1: veux chef un jour, sache à ceux qui se sont confiés. Mm. Si tu veux marche courir. Anyways, it was something along those lines. Mm-hmm. The idea is you lead by example, and, and in past projects, in uni. A uh, project which I had done was like we built a Nintendo Switch controller mm-hmm. for people with um, a disability called Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy. Mm-hmm. And what it entails is they essentially lose control of their muscles uh, over time. Mm. Like it affects young boys. Oh, really? And yeah, it affects only young boys. And uh, they lose control of their muscles and eventually they can only use their fingertips.
0: Is it something that's curable?
1: no it's not Oh, really it's interesting a, yeah it's a um, degenerative disease that you know you just have to live with it and then your life expectancy is about like tw- 20 you live to 25 to 30 you're just born with its genetic mm. um and yeah so what ends up happening to these boys is that um they can't engage with sports and all competitive activities from a really young age because mm. then they have to be in a wheelchair even if they, they can use them their arms they can't walk from i think it was the age of Thirteen, fourteen-ish. Mm. So we had to work with this charity to build Nintendo Switch controllers. Mm-hmm. The idea being that they engage in um, like e-sports a lot more. Like nice. So they're still engaging in exactly, that's what, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, it's kind of like doing sports if you're playing FIFA. Fez, yeah. <laughs> in a sense, at least to them, that it was really, really important. Yeah. Except that um, as they lose control of the st- of their hand, um, they get their hand gets fixed in a specific position, like it gets paralyzed in a specific position, which means that. At, some point they can't grip onto normal controllers and if you think of a Nintendo Switch controller it's really small mm. and um, they have an adaptive controller but you have to have your hands flat which mm-hmm. they can't have so the idea was to build like I'm talking about a completely different project here no but still
0: really interesting yeah
1: <laughs> the idea was to build a um, controller that fits into their natural hand position like a cylinder mm-hmm. and then with like armrests so they can maximize the time that they can play without getting tired because mm-hmm. even moving their fingertips it's is really tight, tiring yeah. Move for them to do, so it would just fit around the hand, and then they can like rest their hands on it. And then we built the controller from scratch as well. Mm-hmm. So we looked at how like Nintendo Switch controllers are made from the inside, like reverse engineered it, tried to figure out how it works. Ended up managing to make a Nintendo Switch controller. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how legal that is. Yeah, but <laughs> but it was for charity, so yeah. not sending it. The product um, and all this to say, throughout this project. I think what I t- started to realize was that um, I was wanted to be involved in everything. Right? Yeah. I was like, I need to do it as much as possible so people are inspired to do more. Yeah. In reality, I don't think that's the case. Mm. I think what ended up happening, there's like designing the controller, that was one task. And there was doing the code for the controller, that's another task. And doing the electrical engineering of it, another task. And I wanted to be involved in everything, but in doing that. A people assume that you'll do it for them. Yeah,
0: because you're always part of what. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> they
1: lose ownership of what they've done. They can't say I did this. It was. They'll say it was like 50% Nico and like yeah. 50% me, and so it's they lose ownership, and they're also not responsible for anything yeah. themselves. And I think that's a big mistake. So okay. I think the military school idea of you know you lead by lead by example is not exactly true in mm-hmm. practice in a startup. The best thing you can do is show people that they have impact, yeah. which is why we have these weekly meetings where people proudly present what they've done mm-hmm. throughout the week, no matter how small. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, I made a lot of mistakes. Oh, and then yeah. about the specifics of fundraising, I think we're in the struggles right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I that's what how hard I wanted to was. touch on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I, I wanted to comment on that idea of you giving people ownership, because I think as a founder, you always wanna get your fingers in everything yeah. and <laughs> wanting to do everything like, oh, I could tweak it look this way, but people don't, yeah, as you said, feel that sense of ownership and the team can't grow if you're always like in mm-hmm. everything, you know? Yep. So that's really important. But the next section of the podcast is called, Would You Rather, okay. again, just to get to know just you a to- bit better. sure So would you rather start a tech company with Steve Jobs, Bill Gates or Elon Musk?
1: Steve Jobs. If he
0: was alive, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. Steve Jobs. Oh, Steve. Oh, that was your answer. Okay. Yeah,
1: Steve Jobs for sure, for sure. Mm. I mean, his vision, like his. Well, first of all, his passion when he would speak about the products, right? Like, I think there is no better product manager in the world than, than Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs, incredible. I mean, everybody's watched that iPhone presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I think yeah he he had really really good vision mm-hmm. for Apple and. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I would love to get his insights. <laughs> yeah, in general, um, and also he's a great speaker. Right? Yeah, like yeah, you've, I've watched so many podcasts from him, mm. like things he's recorded when he was alive. Insane. He's <laughs> such
0: an inspiration. Like I actually got a blue turtleneck in inspiration of him. Really? Yeah, I know <laughs> it's a bit cringe, but yeah. Well, really... <laughs> I have one of
1: the black turtlenecks. Oh, do you have the black well? one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you could have dinner with one of these founders, would you rather have dinner with the CEO of Netflix, the CEO of YouTube? Or the CEO of TikTok um, to have dinner
1: with? Oh, that's tricky, actually. That's tricky. I mean, uh, both. I, I'm, I'm hesitating between Netflix and TikTok. Are you? Yeah, because I think Netflix has this really interesting like recommendation, uh, like algorithm, like the way that t- that Netflix manages like recommending you films it seems as though they've almost solved this problem of like finding movies. Like yeah, when they, they Netflix, have actually. Yeah, they have. And it, part of it is because they're very lucky that, um, people initially use Netflix and they were looking for something specific. So you have yeah. a, a starting point. I think, I think Well, mm-hmm. I would love to get as insights on that, like solving, like this re- idea of recommending things but at the same time, um, TikTok. Yeah. Very interesting AI company to begin with. Um, I think they were an AI company before they hired. They bought Musical.ly. and Oh, really? Like, First. Yeah. So they were already really good at AI. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they, the CEO they would share it. with me. Yeah. So <laughs> I, think, I think because of that, I think it's a Netflix, Netflix just because of the history of it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the process of building Netflix must have been really interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this, this, when I was thinking of this question, it reminded me of another question. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or $500,000? Have you heard that have you heard that meme? I've never
1: heard that meme oh, actually. There's
0: this massive meme that like, um, would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or five hundred K? Oh, okay. Yeah, have you heard um, that? yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> dinner with Jay Z or
1: five hundred K. I mean, I can invest that in the startup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hopefully I can like make enough money to then have dinner after having Yes, <laughs> I like your rem- thought process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh eventually hopefully he'll wanna have dinner with me. Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I like your what answer. What about
0: yourself? I'm mm. taking the dinner mm. because I feel that his insights and just knowing him, you know how you've got yeah. to like, yeah, just being in his sphere of like, I guess, influence. I think that yeah. could be really powerful. That's
1: true. Maybe he has contacts. Maybe he has
0: contacts. Like, and 500k, so. I feel like it's less unique. I mean, yeah. not that I've ever made 500k, <laughs> but like, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of course. Of course. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, actually, like the networking. <laughs> yeah, the networking aspect. <laughs> just yeah. It's just fun. It's fun. it would probably be fun to chat with Jay-Z.
0: And would you rather be a boxing champion because I know you like boxing, yeah. or build a unicorn startup?
1: Oh, um, build a unicorn startup. I mean, really, <laughs> first. If, if I were to, yeah, if I were to say something else, <laughs> I think my team would kill me. They'll be yeah. like, "What? Like we followed you on the <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I think build a unicorn right now. Yeah. Um, think me when I was 16 would have said the boxing champion but now obviously my focus has changed I haven't done boxing in a long time so yeah <laughs>
0: yeah fair enough and this is the final question if you could try and travel would you rather go to the past or to the future
1: oh mm. I go to the past I think um, not sure what I would change I didn't do enough yeah. introspection to know <laughs> what I would mm. change but um I think I'd go to the past yeah mm. um yeah, I don't know when. At yeah, <laughs> <No>. what point? <laughs> <laughs> what point? <laughs> I go to the past and, um, yeah, you, I mean, if you were ahead of the game in the AI space, then maybe you'd yeah. be very rich. Yeah, very rich. Bitcoin, mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would do, mm. but um, probably in the past. Yeah.
0: Past. Brilliant. The final section of this podcast is called reality, like mm-hmm. while well, you drink your bubble tea. So we okay. want to know, yeah, just a few more things about your rela- reality as a founder. So, have there any sacrifice? Have you made any sacrifices to build this business?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, yeah, I left, uh, left, left IBM, but not too, not. I don't consider that too much of a sacrifice. I think you sacrifice. You shouldn't underestimate sacrificing your time. But, yeah. Um, there's a, um, one of the biggest angel uh, investors in Africa mm-hmm. called Tommy Davies that we met last week, mm-hmm. and he's. He's really interesting. Well, he says to investors, some investors will say, like, have you invested money in your own startup? And he'll say, oh, I've invested 100K. I've put in six months of my time. It's worth 100K. So, you know, it's like your time is worth money. It right? is. And yeah. yeah. And he got X many years in your life. True. True. I think of mm-hmm. it that way. Yeah. It's that, you know, I'm going to, I'm spending a year working with no breaks, like no Monday breaks. to Sunday, no breaks. Um, and you know, it's a year you could spend having fun, going on holiday and things Trilling, like that. Chilling, yeah. Um, so yeah, you make sacrifice of your time mostly. Yeah. Um, and Sometimes it's a bit difficult, to be honest, to have work-life balance. Mm. Something to be aware of <laughs> it Yeah, is a lot of work, yeah.
0: You work with your friend, but has any of your other relationships, like has it taken a, a knock back because of all the time you spend working? Like we just really wanna get the reality of this Oh life. yeah,
1: definitely. I mean like, yeah, there's a lot of friends from, even last year, I think it started last year, I see, because I was always so busy. I think you you find that you go out less, and then Mm. you don't meet people, and eventually people kind of forget your existence. True, true.
0: Like the less you, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's you know, if you're convinced about your project, it's not something to feel too bad about. I would say don't be like me and try to have a bit of a balance (laughs) uh, between things. Do take breaks. I would say it's really important to have extracurriculars. Like I think of my my like mental state. Versus my co-founders, mm. my co-founder still does like fencing, yeah, yeah, and he's still like high level athlete. Yeah, wakes up at five a.m., goes for like ten k runs. He's mm-hmm. he's like really really organized. I think of myself a lot more a lot less organized, mm-hmm. um, and I try to learn from him a lot from that. But I think it means that he's always in this like calm space. Like no yeah. matter what happens, it's like mm. I'm I'm quite calm too. I think it's in my personality, but I think having an extracurricular. Um, and next, something outside the startup that makes yeah. you see new people, also gives you new ideas and yeah. Yeah, fresh perspectives. Valuable. Yeah,
0: yeah. And do you have any particular struggles as a young founder? Hmm.
1: I mean, right now the key struggle is fundraising, right? Yeah. Um, but I think that the issue is, as a young founder specifically, mm-hmm. you can be an insane individual mm-hmm. um, that still won't convince people yeah. <coughs> to invest in you. I think. Yeah, people people say that they invest in people but i think especially in the uk where there's less money being given out mm-hmm. um i think it's not enough you actually oftentimes they they say that we're too young which yeah, not really to yeah. To because yeah.
0: you can't change that yeah
1: can't change that what am i supposed to do about it mm. you know and and the good what i reply is that you know we're young but that means that we master this new tech which we've just learned at uni mm. we it's understand the, the
0: users we're serving exactly
1: yeah. and we're literally the users we're serving mm-hmm. so I think that's um, the challenge is people saying that we're too young. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is, uh, for new founders, Mm -hmm. uh, something that's really important is to have someone in your team who has domain expertise, like you're doing tourism, have someone who's old and doing tourism. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they've even started a startup, exited, made millions from it. And then there is still in your team because that is the best. Yeah, the intersection
0: of like old and new to work together. Yeah. It's
1: yeah, because because what VCs do is, <laughs> it's funny. I look at the stats. Like when we send them a pitch deck, you can see what slides they looked at. Really. Like on docu yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I look at like what slides they look at. They look at the problem, skip the solution entirely. Mm. They do not look at the solution, and then they look at the team. Spend a bit of time with the founders, then look at your advisory board, mm-hmm. and. Um, if they don't see something they they, they like they'll just they
0: won't yeah. continue
1: yeah and then what they're looking for most of the time is somebody who has made it work like yeah. somebody who's found this startup, been there done that made millions so that they can make millions too yeah <laughs> um, and it's something we're struggling with right now having that person in our team
0: to do that yeah, yeah. yeah. and we want to end on a high so sure, sure. what are the three positives of running a business
1: mmm okay I think the first one is you're doing something that you really like yeah. like I've it's like doing a uni project we had year-long projects except that it's I chose to do this yeah. it's my idea um, and, and getting paid to do that is mm. great really gratifying I think you create really really you get very close to your team mm. that's the second thing I think the relationships you build um, yeah our angel investor was saying that he was saying that um, I do this now less for the money more so for the relationships yeah. that you build like cuz yeah you like i said it's it's almost like going to war together yeah. you know it's like you get very very close to your team mm-hmm. work together 24/7 um that's number two and then uh number 3 i think um i learn a lot mm-hmm. so you can get involved into anything that you're interested in like i've always really liked AI never been a professional in AI but mm-hmm where well, really been interested in like the technology yeah. behind it. So I can learn from my, my, my own AI team, mm-hmm. see how they do things. Like they write really good like documentation. Mm-hmm. I can read it I'm like, oh, wow. that's how it works. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that's really satisfying. Yeah. yeah.
0: So Nico, do you have any advice for aspiring young entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I would say dream big, mm-hmm. but have somebody in your team who's down to earth. Yeah. Like as a CEO, think, think unicorn think next big company Mm -hmm. but have that one cto who's like no we're not going to be the next tiktok for now we're going to just make photos yeah (laughs) yeah um so have that Mm -hmm. and build things fast Mm -hmm. very fast and most importantly like yc y combinator they have this motto which is make something people want yeah so make sure people actually want it and um yeah speak to users Mm -hmm. right And I would finally, I would say a fifth thing actually, Mm -hmm. which is have a really good answer for why has the competition not done it? What do you understand that they don't understand? Mm -hmm. It's not that, yeah, it's don't assume the competition's like not smart. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And that you're smarter. I actually have a really good reason to understand what's changed that's made this composition outdated. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important.
0: Yep. thank you so much for being here Nico that was <laughs> a really you very interesting much. conversation yeah, pleasure
1: to speak to you absolutely yeah. Yeah, thank you great. thank you very much yeah.
0: Perfect. <laughs> I loved having the conversation with Nico I think we can all be really inspired by his 100% approach to the things he does and if you found any part of this podcast useful please like comment and share with your friends and we really hope you start your business soon